1: 135 in the capital Region it's Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer today the Oilers hitting the road for their first Eastern road trip in quite some time well over a year they will uh, take on Detroit tomorrow night four o'clock face-off show 5 30 for your Friesen brothers puck drop that's the story with the big club but let's get an update on the farm as we do every monday we'll head down and check in with head coach of your bakersfield condors jay woodcroft jay you got brendan here how's it going today I'm doing good, Brendan. Thank you for having me on today. Always a pleasure. And you guys, a couple of games over the weekend, a 3-2 win over San Diego on Friday. Not the same story the next night. 6-3 loss to Ontario Saturday night. Uh, Just curious, let's get a breakdown here. You guys sit 4-4-1 after the weekend. What do you think of the team's performance in those two?
0: I thought our team played hard in both uh, both games, went into San Diego, and uh, we competed very, very hard. Uh, really liked uh, the effort from everybody up and down through the lineup. Um, the next night, we after a long travel, getting in late at night and playing a rested team who was sitting here waiting for us, I thought um, there was lots of good in our game. Um, it seemed like uh, that was the game where we gave up the, our, our least chances against, Uh, but uh, some of them ended up in our net and and it was just one of those type of games where uh, when we made a mistake, uh, it ended up in our net and we found ourselves behind in chasing that game. Um, But the players stuck with it, fought for each other and uh, made it a game, but it it was probably uh, one of those ones that we'd like to have a do-over if we could.
1: Was it Ilya Konovalov that started both games for the weekend? Yeah, it was, and uh, I thought the Friday night contest
0: against uh, San Diego was probably Ilya's best game of the year Uh, for us. He made some saves. We're a team that doesn't give up um, a ton of – Shots against, or a ton of high-danger scoring chances against. Um, but when we do break down, which all teams do, um, you know, we need our goalie to stand firm and and stand tall in the nets there. And and uh, in San Diego, in a tough environment, he he sure as heck uh, gave us a good chance uh, it, uh, to win that game. And and he's somebody who um, you know he, he there was growth there from uh, his previous start. Um, and uh, we were quite happy with that. Because of that, we decided to go back with Ilya the next night. And um, so, yes, he's, he played in both games. We ended up making a goal cha- goaltending change on the Saturday night and put Olivier Rodriguez in and, uh, just to try and change some momentum for us. Uh, but, yes, Ilya played in both games this past weekend.
1: And so you're splitting time between those two goaltenders as Stuart Skinner continues to apply his trade up here at Oilers Practices? yeah 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 so uh stewart's
0: stewart played the first two games uh of the year for us when he got reassigned down to bakersfield uh and he was excellent and then uh, with uh, mike smith's injury there he went back up um and uh you know it's a good opportunity for these young goaltenders and and that's the nature of the american hockey league right is you never know when those opportunities are going to present themselves and with mike smith's injury up top that means that stewart gets the call up and what a great opportunity it is to be a young goaltender in our in our farm team here in bakersfield And, and for me now it's coming down to okay who's going to seize that opportunity who's going to consistently give us that chance to win on a night in night out basis and um there're two young guys that are working hard at their craft they um they're you know they're aware of that situation and are aware of the opportunity that's before them. Now it's about who uh, who wants to to not give the net up, so to speak. And uh, we got three games this week, and uh, I'm sure they'll both get into some games. But we'll see uh, who really wants to take a step here.
1: Yeah, Jay Woodcroft is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, who again have not had uh, presumed starting goaltender Stuart Skinner because he's been with the big club. But he hasn't been playing any game action, Jay. So I. I can't only imagine the development that goes on just being around the NHL team but that's a situation where you'll probably plug him in uh, almost as soon as you get him back.
0: I would think so, yeah. I would think so. Uh, we'll see where we're at. I, you know, my my philosophy on that is I never worry about the guys that we don't have. I try and put my focus and energy uh, and our staff's energy on the guys that we do have. Uh, and the ones that are sitting right in front of us, uh, when we're sitting there eyeball to eyeball, we know that they're down here. So we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, But like I said, when Stewart's up top, uh, it's a great opportunity for one of these other two uh, to really uh, command their their share of the ice time. And, you know, they're both competitive guys. It's about uh, now executing come game time.
1: Ryan McLeod started this season with the big club, got into a couple of games, didn't play much, averaged about six minutes, and has been with you for seven games since then. What have you seen out of his game?
0: Ryan um, you know his skating speaks for itself uh, for on our team that plays 11 forwards that was really welcome uh, in our group because he can he can lug big minutes and, and we played him a lot down here um, I think with Ryan it comes down to he has an understanding of who he is he has an understanding of what he has to bring to the the table night in night out i think it's about executing in small spaces for ryan and what do i mean by that i mean it's it's uh defensively it's stopping in the play not swinging past it but stopping in the play and and supporting scrums uh, especially as a as a centerman i think uh, offensively it's also about staying staying in place and and not swinging by it's about stopping in hard areas and i think he's at his best when he gets his nose dirty when he's willing to pay a price uh for offense and that's something that he worked on down here uh like i said you know his defensive conscience his legs are his greatest strengths Um, When he's down here, he gets a chance to play a few more minutes, build some confidence. And uh, I'm excited for him that he, he, uh, with the injury to shore, uh, is going to get an opportunity here. And, and, uh, you know, I know he's excited about it as well.
1: The offensive production certainly not matching what happened last year Jay, different circumstances, different teammates different line mates, different division altogether. together, uh, you know but 28 points in 28 games for McLeod and he's almost at that pace 5 and 7 for you here, but when you have a player that's trying to transition make that next step, I wonder whether because the focus is on so many of those, you know, responsibility type things versus just going out there and loosely trying to pick the puck up and score, you know, has his his dynamic for you changed you know in that sense that he looks like he's really trying to mold himself into that complete NHL ready player well I think it's important to uh, give these players a line
0: of sight to how they're going to um, stay in the NHL uh, for good and for, for Ryan When we talk to him about his game, we're asking him to do different things at this level than he might be getting asked to do at the highest level. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you look at the Oilers' depth chart and what they have down the middle, uh, he's not probably going to command the 23 minutes or 22 minutes or whatever he plays down here. That's just a fact, uh, given the strength of the team at the NHL level. So it's about how do you make the minutes that you do get uh, extremely productive, and it's not just about, um, you know, being an even player, it's about having a positive impact on the game, it's about finding a niche on the penalty kill, it's about winning your share of the face-offs, it's about creating momentum for for the team Um, and how do you do that and those are the things that we try and work on uh, work on him with when he is down here I think last year's case was a unique case because of the taxi squad Ryan pretty much knew that he would be in this place the entire uh, year he ended up getting called up for the last 10 games of the season but that just allowed him to just go out and play and not think about or worry about who's getting called up or what position might be open or anything like that he just went out and played and and things took care of themselves and we're big on that down here. If you take care of your process we believe that the the results will take care of themselves and You know, just in my experience, being the head coach down here over the last four years or so, one thing I have learned is that no two people uh, development plans are exactly the same. Sometimes uh, you take a step forward, you might have to take a little bit step back. Um, I don't think that Ryan probably would have envisioned coming back down to the American Hockey League to start this season, but it happened. We dealt with it. We tried to build some confidence in his game, and now he gets another chance uh, with this injury to shore. So I'm anxious to see uh, the step... that he has to take i'd like to see it happen on day in day out basis for him so that he builds that confidence and becomes a productive uh, member of that forward
1: group for edmonton chatting with jay woodcroft the head coach of the american hockey league's bakersfield condors some other exciting prospects uh, now playing on north american soil Dmitry samarukov one of them he's back from injury he's in uh, five games for you i believe it's been now what have you seen from him that you've liked
0: yeah, I, I thought Dima's first game it was a little uh, a little fast because he'd been off the ice for so long in terms of competitive game action, but he's progressively gotten better. I think he makes um, you know, we've asked him to kind of play in a shutdown pair. He's been playing with William Laguson and uh, he's played a hard game. I think he's been uh, efficient with the puck. Uh, he scored a big goal for us in Las Vegas um, at the end of a game game five seconds left in the game i think he's he's trying to play hard he's been good on the penalty kill and uh, he's taken a step in each and every game so he's in a good spot for us right now
1: philip broberg uh, six assists in nine games played points in three of his last four does it seem that he's getting his feet settled on north american soil
0: yeah, I, I really like where Philip Roberg is right now. I think uh, mentally, um, he knows that he's coming to the rink day in day out and being important. We're asking him to take um, big minutes on our back end. Uh, he plays in every situation. His his legs, just like McLeod, his legs are his gift. He he is um, he can spin off four checkers uh, by himself. Um, he's found some uh, confidence on the off. Offensive blue line he plays on our power play uh, and is getting his shots through Um, there's a lot to like about where his game is at Uh, that said he uh, he still has the occasional learning moment and that's okay too that's why he's in the American Hockey League he can make those um, small mistakes and it not uh, end up on the front page of a newspaper or lead the highlight package uh, for the sports shows uh, late at night if he has those mistakes he's you know we're, we're helping him work through those mistakes he has a good relationship with our defensive coach Dave Manson and uh, we're working at his game day in day out and like I said I like
1: I really like where he's at right now and the last one I'll ask you about Jay as we wrap up with uh, the condor's head coach Jay Woodcroft is Raphael Lavoie, you know, somebody who was drafted in the second round as a scorer out of Halifax. He doesn't have any goals through his first nine games played, three assists. What, what do you want to see him uh, do in order to sort of elevate uh, his play so far?
0: Well, I would say about Raf, um, there's more offense to be had there. There has to be, and he knows that. The challenge with a young player who's coming um, with a little bit of fanfare uh, on the offensive side of things is what that when they do struggle is. W- what else can you hang your hat on in your game so that if the puck doesn't go in the net for you, you're still a contributing member of the team. And for Raft, um, things we're working on are a full 200-foot game, small parts of the game, uh, taking pride in his D zone, his board work, his, um, you know, his efficiency in being a, a player who can make plays on the power play, not just shoot you know be the the final result of it of shooting it across the goal line but uh, making plays for other people those are small things um that we're working on with raf we're diligent about it we're putting extra time in with him i think um he's made two plays in the last two games that have led to goals for and they were they were good hockey plays so that's something to build on we're staying positive with him. we're working with him on a day by Uh, day basis but long term we do need him to take a step offensively for us Um, and if he does we think uh, you know that makes us a better team so like I said we're, we're working with him on a daily basis to bring that out of him
1: what's the schedule for this week ahead of you Jay? Yeah, this week we're playing three
0: games. So we uh, we play at, on Wednesday night versus Stockton, who's one of the top teams in our division. We play them at home on Wednesday, and then we play a back-to-back with San Diego. Uh, we go to we go to San Diego on Friday, and then play them at home on the Saturday. So uh, we're going to get tested. They're they're two good hockey teams. We anticipate three closely contested games, and um, as always, we're looking to take a step on a day-by-day basis
1: so we're excited about the week and as always it's a pleasure to pick your brain jay thank you so much for the insight and we'll chat again soon absolute pleasure pleasure have a great day thank you that is jay woodcroft head coach of the bakersfield condors who again are four four and one after weekend action so trying to break out what's the identity of that team this year they don't have that line of benson marody and mcleod anymore so a lot of the contributions have been coming from veterans like adam cracknell for example We'll tee up what's uh, ahead on this Oilers road trip, but first got to tell you about Royal Pizza because it's it's pizza, it's pasta, and it's so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. It should let you know as well that Jay Woodcroft was our Oilers now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Might just be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen back to wrap up the show with This Day in Oilers history after this. Uh, thrilled to tell you about Japanese Village being back on the show. Japanese Village, try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. If you've never been to Japanese Village, it is, it's a whole show. The chef's right there, the teppan dining style. It is fantastic. Some of my favorite food in the city, Japanese village. As we go to this day in Oilers history, it's brought to you by uh, New West Travel. Join Oilers now in Seattle to see the Oilers play the Kraken and... The Seahawks host the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Let's go back to a simpler time, 1985. Yeah, the Oilers annihilate the Vancouver Canucks, 13-0. I had to double-check that for you, Scott, but is that Northlands Coliseum, of course. They improved to 11-2-1 on the season. Dave Lumley had a hat-trick and three assists. Wayne had four helpers and nine other Oilers had multi-point nights. Frank Caprice was a net for all 13 goals against. That sucks. I wonder how many games thereafter Frank Caprice was in that four after 13 surrendered to the Oilers. But you know what? I think plenty of goaltenders were victimized in the year 1985 by the Oilers' weaponry. Like, did they not have a backup goalie that game or what? John Garrett? (laughs) I I don't know. I honestly don't know. It would have been Richard Brodeur, probably. Uh, Brodeur uh, in 85? Yeah, he was with Vancouver. Uh, Richard Brody, he was way better than that, though. Maybe he just needed the night off. Maybe he had a torn groin. I don't know what the deal was. We've been talking about, uh, you know, your highlights of what was the best Oilers game prior to what you witnessed on Friday. Because Friday was pretty awesome. And Maltesers has texted me, KMaltz11, and said, As for the energy in the building, I think the only game that compares is the the 2017 overtime playoff game versus the Sharks. Before that, the 06 playoff run coming to mind. I've never seen anything like this in years. It was insane, the energy in the building. Malteser's ears were ringing the next morning. That's what I'm devastated that I missed on. And I know that a lot of people are are hitting up the, the text line with playoff memories. That should be a good indication of what you saw on Friday night being magical, right? Because it was a playoff atmosphere in game 10 of the regular season. That's not a bad thing. Now the Oilers have to saddle up and do it on the road. They are heading to Detroit again. That one will be live tomorrow on six thirty. Chad coverage starting at five, no four o'clock. Excuse me. With the City Ford faceoff show and then puck drop is at five thirty with uh, Cam and Bob on the call of that one, and then a uh, back to back: the Bruins on Thursday, the Sabers on Friday. Can they be road warriors the same way they've defended home ice? they three and zero on the road. The Oilers are so far this year, so I like their chances tonight. Reed Wilkins has inside sports. You'll uh, get a plenty of a recap of what was a thrilling Friday night at Rogers Place. Bob Stoffer, in fact, will be a guest on Reed's show, so you get all the the latest lineup news and notes, which goaltenders are on the floor with or on the plane with them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's back to host this show tomorrow, where we'll get a full preview of. Oilers Red Wings. Uh, NHL Hockey and Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy will also be on with Reed tonight. Tomorrow we're going to preview the Oilers. Not Red Wings, and then Sportsnet Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta will come aboard. Live Standard Bread Racing returning to Century Mile on December 4th. You can always watch and wager online, though, at hpibet.com. Up next, the global news, weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Ched Afternoons with Jaylin Nye. Always a pleasure hanging out with you. My name is Brendan Escott. So long from the 6.30 Ched Studios.